Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Uh, I can neither confirm nor deny that I am sitting here drinking booze, ready to go clubbing once my show finishes. You may make of that what you will. <laughs> anyway, so as you would expect with anything that gets popular, there will always be those who seek to cash in on this with a knockoff or a ripoff or whatever. Uh, clones, uh, copies. So cheap toys, clothing with a misspelling or incorrect colours. You all know the sort of thing I mean. Video games do not escape this either. With people making clones of game characters or the central concept of a game, uh, this is the sort of thing that we're going to be looking at today. Starting off with the game that gave me the idea for this episode, which is Zippy the Porcupine. The game was originally started in 2013 and finally released for the Atari 2600 in 2015 or 2016. I'm a little bit vague on that, it's hard to find much detail. It's more or less a complete ripoff of Sonic. It, it's not subtle. I mean, even down to the music, which is pre pretty impressively adapted to work on the Atari 2600 console. As Zippy, you can collect rings, smash enemies, spin dash, collect power-ups, and even get to use the spring pads. You play across 16 levels over four different zones, which include Cave Zone, Hill Zone, and Star Zone. Like I said, not subtle. You get to fight an unnamed moustached man, uh -huh, who flies around in a little ship who has supposedly taken the five power gems from your island, and you can even access a special stage. It's, it's really blatant. I, I really do not understand why they haven't been sued into oblivion. It, I mean, jeez. And Electric Blue's here, posting a um, picture of the, uh, the game. No, a video of the game, rather. Hello, Electric Blue, and hello, um, I think that's Frost Gamer. I've, I've currently named themselves Frost Mari. Okay, hello, people. Uh, is the stash man named Mr. Yoke Dude? He really should be. Um, but he, he doesn't have a name in the game as far as I'm aware. Uh, let's start off with some uh, some music then. Uh, so, requested by Frost Gamer, or Frost Mario as she is at the moment. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog AMV. There's a track called Look Alike. And after that we've got from the Sound of Speed OC Remix album from Oa Unscared Sim, the Sound of Speed title track. So enjoy those and I'll speak to you guys again after the break.
And we are back. And that was OA and Scared Sim, The Sound of Speed, from the OC Remix album, The Sound of Speed. Uh, before that, we had from the Sonic the Hedgehog AMV, Look Alike, which was requested by Frost Gamer. So, back to Zippy the Porcupine. Uh, yes, this game has special stages, which has you playing a sort of reverse breakout clone. In this, Zippy bounces off the floor, destroying the platform as he hits, as he attempts to collect rings that fall down from the top of the screen. It's a bit of a peculiar concept, but it works reasonably well. Um, onto the music. As you play through this game, expect to hear tracks from Labyrinth Zone, Green Hill Zone, Starlight Zone, the end boss theme from Sonic 1, and Toxic Caves from Sonic Spinball. That one's a bit from left field, but alright. As well as the invincibility, I can say words, when you collect the relevant power-up. You'll also hear familiar sounds when collecting rings and jumping. The game is actually a pretty impressive technical achievement, and for anything anybody who knows anything about the Atari 2600, they can tell you that it was uh, notoriously difficult to code for. Uh, Sprybook, who was the developer for this game, has somehow managed to do some pretty impressive things, including finding a way for the game to do the loop-de-loops from Green Hill Zone. It's an impressive technical achievement, especially considering the various quirks of the Atari 2600. Uh, what have we got going on in chat at the moment? Um, Electric Boogaloo and Frost Gamer slash Frost Murray are... Uh, have been requesting, have both been requesting stuff today. Electro Boogaloo's is, is further on in the show. Uh, but they're both pretty good about requesting relevant tracks, which is nice. Uh, Electro Boogaloo's also very excited about getting their hands on uh, the Secret of Monkey Island limited run for Sega CD, uh, which is due out in a few days. Uh, anything else? And that's it. Um, I did mention on the chat. Uh, I did recently um, did a review for the Bayonetta and Vanquish 10th anniversary um, release on the PlayStation 4, uh, and the PR company that sent my employer the code are also sending me a Bayonetta and Vanquish T-shirt, which I thought was quite nice. Yay, swag! Sega swag. Right, let's have some more music then. Uh, so, from uh, the original Sonic the Hedgehog, we've got Starlight Zone, and then we've got another OC remix. Uh, this one is from DCT and Guitar Man, and it's called Ocean View. Hope you enjoy that, and I will be back after the break to talk about some other interesting knockoffs. Sweet to you guys there. Thank you. 
listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.
are back. And that was DCT and Guitar Man, uh, Ocean View, OC Remix, which is a remix of the Labyrinth Zone music. And before that we had from the original Sonic the Hedgehog, Starlight Zone. Um, Electro Boogaloo's been posting images of a, uh, a very obscure 2600 clone console called a Bingo. Uh, which is apparently based on an even more obscure co uh, home computer called the Bit60, or BIT60. Um, and I was looking at it and like, it, this thing reminds me of something and I can't think what it is. And then uh, Electric Glue mentioned the Timex Sinclair and I was like, yes, that's what it reminds me of. There's something about the design just reminds me of the Timex Sinclair. I have been watching far too many videos about retro computing, is the only conclusion I can draw from this. Back to what I should actually be talking about. Now then, there were other games which, while not directly copying Sonic wholesale like Zippy does, they do show quite a few similarities to Sonic and, oh, very similar concepts are shared between them. So our next contender is called High Seas Havoc or simply Havoc for those in Europe, or Captain Lang in Japan. This game was released on the arcade and Mega Drive in 1993 and 1994 respectively, and was developed and published by Data East. If that name sounds familiar, you probably know them best for making pinball machines. Uh, in this game you play as an anthropomorphic seal called Havoc, or Lang in the Japanese version, and you have to rescue a girl called Bridget from an evil pirate called Bernardo as he seeks to locate uh, the legendary gem called the Emerelda. Hmm. Which apparently has the power to conquer armies and topple kingdoms. So the Chaos Emeralds then. Straight off the bat we have the main character who uh, looks... Hang on, my PC's being weird. Straight off the bat we have a main character who looks pretty similar to Sonic, except he wears a bandana and is a seal and not a hedgehog. Bridget is pink and looks pretty similar to Amy. And Bernardo is after an emerald with magical powers which immediately make any Sonic fan think of the Chaos Emeralds. Yeah. Instead of collecting rings, you collect gems which gives you an extra life once you get to 100. Although, to be fair, that's a pretty standard staple of platform games by the time of the Mega Drive, so I'll let them off for that one. The game in play is pretty similar to Sonic the early Sonic games, though a bit slower in terms of movement, as the later levels require more precision platforming, which can be really harsh at times, more so if you're moving around at the sort of speed Sonic moves at. Uh, what have we got going on in the chat? Um, Electropical is asking if I knew that the ZX Spectrum Next had started shipping. Uh, there's already a few unboxing videos. That's pretty interesting. Um, I knew it was due to be shipped very soon. I didn't know it had already started shipping. I knew it was due to start at the end of this month. Um, mostly because I read Retro Gaming Magazine and it was mentioned there. Um, Electro Blue is also saying that Data East are also known for a lot of famous games like Burger Time, Karnov, Windjammers, Magical Drop. Yes, they are, but a lot of people will know them from pinball. Certainly it's what I tend to associate them with. I know they've done quite a lot of games as well, but um, pinball is tends to, seems to be where I know them from for some reason. Probably because I used to work in a pub and we had a, pin, a Data East pinball machine. Anyway, <laughs> let's have some more music, shall we? 
So, since we've been talking about a game which has pirates in it, uh, from Sonic Rush Adventure, we've got Pirates Island Act 1 and 2 mix. And then, um, just because I felt like it, from uh, the uh, Sonic, uh, Sonic CD OC Remix album, uh, from Garpocalypse and Superior X, we've got Ion Storms Above the Mechanical Forest, which is a Collision Chaos uh, track. So, I hope you enjoy those, and I will come back after the break.
from Garpocalypse and Superior X Iron Storms Above the Mechanical Forest uh, from OC Remix Temporal Duality album and before that we had from Sonic Rush Adventure Pirates Island Act 1 and 2 mix uh, Frostmory and Electrobugaloo have been sharing the box art from um, High Seas Havoc uh, the Japanese one looks pretty like um, Saturday morning Disney cartoon sort of feel uh, the American one I'm not really sure. That that one just feels a bit different, and I'm not really. I can't really pin it down. Anyway, moving on. Uh, next up, we have Socket, also known as Time Dominator, first in Japan. Developed and published by VIC Tokai and released in 1993, you play as a time-traveling android duck called Socket. Okay who is trying to stop the Time Dominator from altering time, from what I can only assume would be evil purposes, as there isn't really much in the way of story for me to go on. At the start of each level, Socket appears and uses his tail, which is power lead, okay, to charge himself to full power, and then the level truly starts. As you run through the levels, you collect lightning symbols to keep your energy bar topped up. If you lose all your energy, you do in fact lose a life. Each zone is split into three parts. The first has you starting the high-speed arena, where you have to get to the end of the level. The next level is then set within a time period where you are sent back in time to, and begins with the athletic arena, which plays similarly to the high-speed arena. So I wonder why they bothered apart from the aesthetics, but hey-ho. Then you have the labyrinth area, where you have to find a door which leads to this time zone's boss fight. You might find a door that instead leads to a sort of special stage where you have to trigger one of six buttons on the bottom of the screen, which produces a trail of dots that leads to a path upwards. These dots can be climbed by socket and at the end of the screen you will find the exit. But you have to be careful as there will be obstacles which will knock you back to the bottom and you'll then have to choose another button or fall to the bottom of the screen and be kicked out of the stage and sent back to the main level. In terms of gameplay, this game has more of the speed factor than High Seeds Havoc Visually, it's a bit of a mixed bag, as some levels appear pretty well detailed but aren't too distracting, and others which are really overly detailed and just end up being visual noise. Speaking of noise, one noise you will very quickly you'll get annoyed with is the sound when you collect the little lightning symbols, which is a sort of static buzz which will really start to grate on your ears after the first couple of levels. Uh, especially if you are unfortunate enough to be wearing headphones while playing it. Um, Frostmory says there's a hack of Sonic 1 that incorporates socket content. That's an interesting idea. Um, yeah, it... I don't really know what to think about this one. Um, with my professional review head, uh, head on then, it's, it's very inconsistent in terms of quality. Uh, I haven't played it, I've only seen playthroughs, but what I've seen it's like, it feels almost half finished in some ways. Um, there's a, a, in some areas there's a kind of, oh that's good enough sort of feel to it, which is a bit unfortunate. Um, Electro Boogaloo's posted a thing about Hokai Communications, also known as Victor Kai. Uh, apparently 
apparently they they were a, a ISP at one point, providing DSL services as well as network solutions. That's a bit of a pivot, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Oh well. Uh, let's have some music then. So, um, as requested by Electric Boogaloo, um, we've got uh, Socket uh, The Future. Um, for some reason it's listed uh, itself on my um, playlist as uh, Moon Socket from Sound Tribe Sector 9. I'm not really sure why it's done that, but there we are. Um, and after that, uh, because Socket sounds like Rocket, this is the level of my brain at the moment, I'm sorry. We've got Sparks Dirt, Rocket Knight Adventures 2, Fight with Axel. And once we're done with those, then we'll be into the Chipchun Corner, so stay tuned for that. Listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24 7.
are back. And that was Sparkster Rocket Knight Adventures 2 Fight with Axel. And before that, we had Socket Future, uh, which is requested by Electric Boogaloo. It was also very helpful and provided the music track. What's going on in the chat? Uh, Callum says he's having problems with the Radio Sega website, so can't really tune in. Oh, that is a shame. Uh, somebody else said they were having problems earlier. That is that is a terrible shame. I, I hope it gets fixed for you. Although, there's only like 20 minutes of the show left, but anything's better than nothing. Uh, Electric Boogaloo is saying that Victor Kai also developed Troubleshooter, Whiprush, Golgo 13, Top Secret Episode, Psycho Fox, and Decap Attack. Hooray, Decap Attack. Decap Attack is great. Electric Boogaloo uh, highly recommends Troubleshooter and its sequel, Battle Mania Daijinju. Um, yeah, uh, Golgo 13 though, I once tried watching the anime for that and oh god it was boring. I found it boring. Fair play if you like it, it just no, it wasn't for me. Right then, to the Chiptune Corner! Hooray! Since we're talking about clones and knockoffs for this show, I thought it might be fun for Chiptune Corner to mention one of the most infamous knockoffs of early gaming history. The Great Gianna Sisters was a platform game which was developed by German studio Time Warp Productions and released on pretty much every home computer system, particularly in Europe and the UK. Since it was very blatantly a copy of Super Mario Bros., this prompted legal action from Nintendo. Uh, there's an urban legend that says that uh, Time Warp Productions were actually sued. That isn't true. Uh, Nintendo just contacted them and said, you're ripping off our product, please stop. Um, so the product, it was removed from the shelves for a while, but it has since gone on to develop cult status and there's like sequels and spin-offs and things for it now, so whatever tr legal trouble existed has now been resolved as far as I can tell. And nonetheless, the main theme is very popular amongst Commodore 64 fans since it was composed by musical genius Chris Hulsbeck, who I've talked about on here before. Here is a remix which mashes together the Great Gianna Sisters' main theme with one of Hulesbeck's other masterpieces, Turrican 2. If you would like to download your own copy or check out some other remixes of Commodore 64 and Amiga tracks, I recommend that you head over to remix.kwed.org. I will post the link into the Discord chat if you would like to give it a look for yourselves. There is a fairly robust search function, so just search Gianna and you should be able to find it. But for now, here we have from Cyanuric, uh, Gianna Sisters versus Turrican 2. I uh, hope you enjoy those, and I will be back after the break to sign it off.
we are back. And that was Gianna Sisters versus Turrican 2 from Cyanuric over at RKO Remix. Uh, I do recommend that you check that site out, by the way, if you are um, interested in uh, C64 or Amiga music in general or ch uh, chiptune. Because there are some superb remixes on there. Uh, oh, Rexy's just a while. A wild Rexy appears. You're, you're, you're just a little bit late for, for Hidden Palace, I'm afraid, Rexy. Because <laughs> I'm pretty much finishing. I'm, uh, I'm just doing, um, doing my sign-off. Because uh, thank you to everybody who's tuned in tonight. And next week I'll be taking a look at Sega System 24 arcade board, as well as some of its games, obviously. As usual, if you've got a topic that you would like for me to cover, you can reach me through uh, Twitter, where I am at Blazing Skies. Or you can contact me on the Radio Sega Discord, where I am Skyblaze or Skyblaze42. Or you can reach me through the Radio Sega Facebook or Twitter. Make sure that you stay tuned for Saturday Night Sega, and be sure to check out Sega Mixer Drive with Rexy tomorrow. And I think there's going to be a special event that's coming up um, next month as well, so I think there's going to be a big assignment about that, a bigger announcement about that soon. Alright then. I think that's it from me for tonight. Uh, I'm going to play one last track and then I'm going to go out clubbing. So I hope you've enjoyed tonight. Um, as usual, please let me know if there's anything you want me to cover or uh, anything you want to tell me about. So, I've been Skyblaze, this has been The Hidden Palace, here on Radio Sega. Uh, thanks to everybody who's been in the chat or retweeted the um, stuff on Twitter. Thanks also to Twinny who's been hard at work doing the social media stuff tonight. Uh, Twinny is awesome and everyone should buy him a pint when they see him. Or his drink of choice. So, uh, for one last track tonight, we've got from Bad Omen slash Devilish, Stage 1 Graveyard. Good night, everybody, and take care. Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.